This episode is brought to you by Lipsyn. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipsyn. Lipsyn is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipsyn is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. Uh, yeah, we're good. Sorry, <laughs> I'll leave that in. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 590. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech gaming and entertainment news. Head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info. And check out our past shows while you're there. Subscribe and tell a friend about the show. The show is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the places that you can find podcasts. We are there. And uh, we thank you for supporting and thank you for listening. Uh, we are back after a, a somewhat of a long hiatus. It's been about a month plus of life things. Yeah. But um, we're definitely back on the microphone. Excited to be back with you. Uh, Daniela, how are you? Oh, man, I would like to say rested, but that is not the case. <laughs> but I'm coming back. I'm coming back. It's just it's been a crazy month and a half. I can definitely say that you got stuff going on. I had stuff going on. I had way too much stuff going on. Yeah, it's like we needed the break, right? It, it just felt like we needed that. And we didn't even realize how much we needed it. Dude, I feel like I need a break for my break. <laughs> right, right. Okay, for for me, for me, it was more so I had like my July, I was like swamped with so much like of my daytime job work that July felt like two months compressed into one. And I like at the ending of June, I knew that's what like I knew that the schedule was pretty packed for July for work. But I I thought I was prepared for it. I was not like by like by the end of the first week I'm like I have like four more weeks of this. I I can't. I can't. <laughs> and I I got through it, but there was this like there was one day it was 4:30 in the morning. We we're already working 15 and a half hours and I'm like I'm done. I want to go home and I just want, I just want to sleep and I want to be left alone. Right. <laughs> but the, the the thing is, is like, I also had like my best friend. She's, she's been here for, or she's left, she's already left. She left, she left last Friday and she's been here since April. She came, she came to spend to my son's graduation. She wanted to spend time with the family especially with my son going off to the air force, she definitely wanted to, to see him and, you know, hang out with him, spend time with him, whatever he can before he's gone for however long he's going to be gone for. Um, so I, I didn't have any vacation days I could really take and just trying to fit in. I'm like, okay, I want to make time for family, but I also need to make time for friends or not friends, but for, for work. Like, where do I find this balance? And so much of like, it's either, okay, I can't do this 
that I would want to do when I can't sleep. <laughs> so a lot of that took away. If I want to spend time outside of work with my family, with my friends, um, I got to sacrifice somewhere. And that, that just like left me with, I don't know how content creators, like somebody needs to give me the magic formula of balancing, you know, working full time, being a content creator, podcaster, whatever it is that we do, family, friends, personal time and sleeping. Like somebody, somebody needs to show me what that magical, magical like formula is. So that I can implement that into my life. Yeah, it's it's definitely pretty wild. Um, the scheduling stuff. And I think that um, for me, my interests are changing a little bit uh, more towards the investing side of things. So I've been spending a lot of time there, which I'll mention some some stuff about that later. But I think scheduling and really putting on a calendar and just dedicating the time to it can be very, very difficult. I, I mean, I can only, I honestly say that I haven't mastered that yet, right? It's like you want to have these, okay, so this day I'm going to video edit at this time to this time, but um, you have to um, make the decision to put those things on the calendar and just commit to them. And um, that can be tough. That, that can be tough. I have not mastered it yet, but um, it's definitely something that um, is a work in progress. Excuse that cough right there. Sorry about that. No, it's all um, good. No, I get what you mean. And and for for a bit, sometimes you know, setting that calendar really works. But like life happens, and you got to kind of adjust and roll with it. Because when emergencies happen or something unexpected happens, it's not like you can be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Five p.m. I have it set from five to six. I'm going to be editing some videos and making some clips here. I'll catch you after. <laughs> right. So it's just it, it's it's a lot of a lot of that. But I mean, to to a degree, having a, a calendar and really dedicating yourself to it and sticking with that as much as you can, as much as is reasonable and healthy. Yeah, it definitely helps. But I I got to give kudos to everybody who really sticks on that and and makes time for their mental health, because I can tell you at the end of July, I was just like, so so burnt out i'm like i i don't want to i don't want to do this <laughs> you, you, you don't want to do it anymore. i don't want to do, do anything right now and and last week it was kind of a nice easy week it was supposed to be but my my schedule changed in a single day my schedule for the week changed five times to the point where I came into work the following day, unsure if I showed up at the right time in the right place. Cause I was, I was scheduled to work in four different areas. And I'm like, this, this, I will wait until somebody scolds me because I don't know where I'm supposed to be. And they're like, Oh, okay. That's perfect. Cause we don't actually need you today. Perfect. I'm going home. <laughs> like. I know I don't have much vacation time, but I don't want to be here. You already had so much of my time. I'm going to go do this. And, and it actually worked out pretty nice. Granted, I fell out of a tree twice. So How do you fall? That. Why are you in a tree in the first place? Um, so one of uh, my best friend's last days here, the day before her flight, uh, we decided to take all our kids to go swimming. And there's a, there's a spot 
on the east side of Kauai called Loop Road. It's up in the mountains. It's actually really close to um, Mount Waialeale, which is one of the top five wettest places in the world. It rains a lot. It's all, but it's beautiful. It, it really is beautiful up there. A lot of greenery. So there's a, I guess, a river that runs through there, all fresh water, cold, very cold. But you know, you can dive in. You can swim. There's a, a swinging rope that you can just exactly that, just swing off of it. Um, and obviously, it's tied to a tree. And there's several different places. Like you can be a smart, safe person. Um, and just like where the rope is at, pull it in, swing out from like that ledge right there. Or you can be like everybody else who climbs up the tree and swings right off of that. Um, but with it being one of like this really wet, muddy place, which was fun to, to play in the mud and, and all of that. And I posted that on, on Twitter. Um, it gets really slippery. And so somebody somewhere, some kind citizen, um, on the side of this tree, there's these little uh, planks, I guess they are. I don't I don't know what the correct term is. They're not two by fours because they're smaller than that. Like basically your the tips of your toes can grab onto it to climb up the side of the tree. But with it being so muddy and wet, it gets slippery when there's so many people doing it. So the first time I slipped off and I fell. And um, my best friend's husband, my second best friend, uh, tried to catch me. He hurt himself. And like, I already had so much momentum from falling that like, I just like, okay, we're just going to swing out with it. After I fell the first time, I still swung out and that was all good, kind of. Um, But I'm stubborn. I'm like, I'm going to get up this tree. Second time. And um, I told everybody, it's like, okay. I fall, don't catch me because I don't want anybody getting hurt. Um, yeah, so I fell by myself the second time <laughs> out, of, out of the tree. And um, yeah, I got I got a little bit scraped up there, but it was still fun. I mean, I can still laugh. Granted, at like 30, mid-30s here, we shouldn't be climbing and falling out of trees. Right. Um, so that, that it was just out having fun, just out in the wilderness there. Well, as no, long was, as long as you had fun, that that's that's what counts. Yeah. I I did. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun. It was it was good, and you know, having having kids there, they're like, just don't don't follow Auntie. Don't do what Auntie did. Go be smart. But also, like you know, <laughs> go be smart. Yeah, go be smart. <laughs> but um, I mean. And just even with that, I mean, kids get hurt. Their instant reaction is to cry and, you know, parents' instant reactions to freak out. But if you can get hurt and just laugh about it, it makes it a whole lot less traumatic. Yeah, and it was I funny. I mean, I was laughing. I wasn't scared. I was like, my mind was going, I'm like, I'm going to hit the roots of this tree no matter what. And I'm going to hit the ground no matter what. Um, Let's just try not to break anything. And I didn't. I'm good. A little bit, like some scrapes, some bruises, nothing bad. I'm sure, I'm sure me at 45 is probably going to be wondering, like, where did this pain come from? Oh, that's right. At one time, I decided to fall out of a tree. <laughs> right. 
that's that's where I'm at with life. I'm trying to enjoy it where I can. No, that's good. That's good. It's um, so things are probably calming down a little bit, right? So we're in a new month, a couple of days in a new month. This the be best a, month. The best month. Uh, I know why. I know why your birthday is coming up very, very soon. So, yeah, so I can fall out of a tree at 37. Yeah, I hope you don't <laughs> continue to fall out of trees <laughs> and make a habit of that. But, um, but now it's good to, to be back uh, on the mic with you. It's been, it's been a very interesting couple of weeks, but uh, episode 590, here we are. Um, first things first, um, I just want to say thank you to the, the group, uh, the team over at the Iron Lords podcast. They have a dope podcast on YouTube. I was able to be over there um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, couple, yeah, it feels that way. I think the 25th of July, I think that's when that episode aired. We talked about a lot of things in the gaming industry and also uh, FGC, the fighting game community stuff and the the um, the stuff that takes place in that, uh, the mindset that you need to have in the fighting game industry. So that was a pretty uh, dope conversation among other topics that they had there. So um Shout out to them for the invite. I do appreciate that. Uh, I kind of like doing those. Um, it gives me a different, um, I guess, things to think about when when I'm actually not the one worried about if my levels are good and if I'm muted or not, if the show is actually being recorded, right? All the things that you have to think about when you're actually doing the production. But when you don't have to and all you have to do is show up, um, on a platform that um, is uh, very, very dope, right? And that aligns with uh, your your way of thinking, right? Because I think we have to be mindful of that. It's not every invitation that we're going to accept, but the ones that align with your ideals and constitution, it's just a perfect fit. So um, that was really good. I really enjoyed that conversation with those guys over there. So shout out to the entire team over at the Iron Lords podcast it was uh pretty pretty dope uh so that's first thing um yeah so i just want to share some thoughts there um any anything that you've been up to that um well i'm aware of things but uh let's just say this um i'll say congratulations now okay um because i'm aware of uh some things that i just know that you're going to be amazing as you are and uh, we'll keep moving from there. Okay. So uh, next thing we got uh, BBC Tokyo studio tour. Were you able to check that out? what do you think about that? I did. You know what? I think it's kind of cool that they showcase what they're doing and how they're going to, you know, be presenting all of that. It's, it's crazy to see how the unreal engine is being used because like you, when we hear it as gamers, we think about all the games that's associated with it. We don't think of the production value that it can offer in other venues and other media. And I wouldn't honestly like until they announced like that they were using that. I'm like, for real? Like, that's really impressive. I thought it was really cool how they kind of gave this little breakdown about what they're doing, how it's being shown, even the technology about how it's being used and how they're putting it all together and the camera motions. I thought that was, that was pretty awesome. 
Um, I, I I think it's also really super helpful, especially for people outside of gaming, where they'd be like, oh, it's built on Unreal Engine that's used for Fortnite, because everybody knows Fortnite, regardless if you play games or not, everybody knows Fortnite. So, and I thought, I, I just thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's um, I'm really impressed with uh, BBC. I've always have for a long time. Their presentation has always been stellar in so many ways. So to see them uh, show how the the set was done and and all all the green right for the for the for the king out and all that stuff, I thought that was uh, pretty dope. That they can uh, change the uh, the day and time according to what was happening with the actual time of Tokyo and the events that were taking place there. So I think it was pretty cool to see uh, the the format, and also it gives uh, encouragement to individuals who use green screens because I, I think uh, depending on the circles that you travel, especially in the gaming industry, some people are for the green screen, some people aren't. Um, but um, that's just um, you know. That's just what it is. Gaming industry banter stuff. But um, seeing it uh, on such a high production scale on how they're able to uh, navigate the sets, as you mentioned, I think it's really good to see that. And it's encouraging for individuals who are building their own uh, type of setting um, and studio stuff um, in their home, especially that most of us are home right now still. And we may go back home again if depending what's <laughs> happening, you know, in the world. So, yeah. um, but it was pretty dope to see the uh, studio tour uh, and for BBC. Yeah, I, I thought that's awesome. And, you know, you know, using, using or not using a green screen is always personal preference. Of course, I, I've almost primarily used green screen since I was like gifted one in a way. Um, and honestly, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'll be honest here. I'm a little bit lazy sometimes. So it's like there's some people who have really nice background setups. And um, it, it actually brings me back to early YouTube. And there's a meme that's about it that still goes around. And it fully applies to streamers, content creators. And where in, in this meme, like you have the camera view and the angle that it covers. And it looks pristine and clean, but everything that the camera doesn't catch is like this giant mess. Uh, sometimes I don't always have the time or the desire to make my bed, or I still have laundry to put away that's sitting on my bed, <laughs> not on the sofa. I'm like, oh, I guess I can go and do this, or I can put up a green screen and I can make it all disappear. That's just, that's just me. That's like truth or you can be smart and you make your room one time take a picture of it use your green screen and that's your background so people think that you're just like perfectly clean all the time some people are some i want to say sometimes not all the time but um there there's a part during the bbc tour that actually reminded me of um a, a small part of my childhood um this is watching jim henson and I don't remember what this segment was called or what it was a part of, but he was like showcasing green screens. And I thought when I was a kid, like that is the coolest thing. Uh, I, I think though, instead of using green, they were using blue to chroma key things out. And I remember him just showcasing this stuff. And I'm like, TV magic is amazing. Never would I thought in my life that I would ever apply that to something. Yeah. 
it's 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 really dope the fact that um that they're able to do so much um and still have a high quality production a lot of folks that watch that had no idea that that's what was happening you know what i mean i love that mm-hmm I think that's really, really I dope. Was, I thought it was great. And the change of sceneries too. Not not just like the, the day and night thing, but when they were showcasing, like, I guess, that walkway, that path, it, it really blended well, pretty well together. Like it wasn't super, like the background images, what they were overlaying with it wasn't super distracting. It looked beautiful, but it didn't take away from them or what they were talking about. Right. That's what I loved. I, I really don't like it when there's too much going on in the background that you're just distracted. Yeah, that was that was really dope. Uh, so that was that. Um, as far as gaming stuff, uh, one of the things that um, I did check out briefly uh, because of all the different things going on. Uh, Back for Blood, it was good to get back in there for a brief moment. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, title uh, coming along great. And, um, I don't know what, um, I don't know what they're doing with Warframe, but that game seems to get better every time I turn it on. I don't even understand what they're doing in that regard, but, um, it, it is, it is amazing to see. And I'm not even running anything super, you know, amazing as far as my desktop is concerned, but the game just looks amazing. So. Uh, I just had to mention that. Um, anything that you're playing lately? I wish. I so wish. <laughs> you wish. Um, <laughs> you wish what? That you were playing something, or what? What happened? So okay. So I haven't played like played played anything um, for myself. Uh, with with having friends over, obviously, I don't like we get together, we play, we play games that are co-op, um, a lot of Jackbox. And I got to say, um, Jackbox seven, the latest one is, is fantastic. It is a lot of fun. There's, there's usually like maybe two of the mini games in there that we, we like in the previous Jackbox that were, we don't really go to like, eh, seven only had one. And I think it's called champed up. And it's more because you have to draw and we aren't the best artists and we're really, uh, my group of friends are really, really particular and we spend too much time on small details. So we're, so don't ever hire us or ever pick us for a team for Pictionary. Like we try our best, but with these time limits and your screen, especially like your, your mobile, it's, it's okay. But it's really hard. It's, it's really hard. It wasn't quite enjo- enjoyable. And we didn't quite understand the concept. So we didn't go to that one um, as much. But let me, let me get a list of it. But there was one that we we absolutely loved because it kind of had to do with like improvisation, which is something that we we haven't done. And it's funny at the beginning of their of their stay here. It was like, you know what? We should have an improv night. It'd be a lot of fun. But this game actually had it. Where basically you you fill in the blanks to create a title of a talk that you're going to give. Like you're giving a presentation, a little mini TED talk here. And you put in three different possible titles and they get randomly dispersed to the other players and they get to choose one of the three topics that randomly pops up on their screens. And then you have to give a talk about it and you have an assistant 
um, which is another player that will pick um, text and photo uh, prompts for you to continue on in this, like, I think it's seven slide PowerPoint. <laughs> and you got to wing it on this, like, whatever your topic is and wing it and hope you stick stick on it and the rest of the players can kind of vote if you did a really good job or not. And it's actually just a lot of fun. Um, so we we absolutely love that. And that's what I was playing, that Overcooked. Um, but mostly Jackbox. I finally, um, oh, with my, my goddaughters, I finally got to play um, Unraveled 2 which is a great little platformer puzzle game. And that was a lot of fun. It was enjoyable even for me. Like the story is really deep. Obviously, I think for some nine-year-olds and six-year-olds, they don't quite get what's happening in the story, but the gameplay is fun. So, you, you know, you have these different age ranges that's still enjoying the game for what it is in different perspectives. So that that's what I, I've been I've been playing. Not as to unravel, unravel. I remember that's the red thing, right? And you could use yourself to swing through stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. I remember, I remember the trailer of that. That that looks really, really dope. Um, Yeah. So I am, um, I am not really playing as much destiny stuff as I would like, Uh, but um, the halo stuff was really dope. The Halo flight for Halo Infinite. I really enjoyed that. I didn't like the fact that I had to play it on 30 frames per second. But in terms of uh, experiencing that and prepping for the uh, November launch, that's going to be amazing. Uh, So the flight for Halo Infinite dealt with uh, playing with bots. And even the bots were somewhat challenging, but um, it gave you a good... um, I guess, sparring type of uh, environment uh, to get familiar with the controls again. Uh, so what I really enjoyed about, um, I guess I almost forgot about this one because it's not even here. What I really enjoyed about um, Halo Infinite and what I played is the fact that it was fast enough to be um, to be enjoyable and intense. And it was uh, slow enough for you to capture every bit of the action. It, it's a very, very fine balance on how they were able to do that. And of course, atmosphere and audio engineering and design is you know absolutely amazing from uh, the uh, the Halo team for sure. So that was definitely enjoyable um, for the amount of time that I was able to play that uh, for sure. You gonna pick it up? Yeah, I'm gonna pick it up uh, for sure. I th- most of it is free to play to some degree, from, from what I gathered. So um, there's that coming out. There's also the eFootball from Konami. It used to be PES. Um, so the eFootball will probably pick that up as well. A lot of these games are being free to play, so they can add uh, some sort of um, micro transactions uh, that you can do, right? So um, at some point, uh, you're going to buy something or buy something a la carte. As they say, you know, especially with Destiny, you just buy stuff for the seasons, uh, whatever the, that particular season is. Next season is um, is crossplay is going to be introduced finally for Destiny, so I'm looking forward to that. But um, but yeah, so between you know, I'm I'm pretty you know standard when it comes to that stuff. As I mentioned to you before, I'm still waiting for Turtles because I love Turtles, so I'm waiting for that. Shredder's Revenge, haven't seen any light of that yet. Uh, She's of Rage Four is still pretty good. I think there was a news that um was it Focus Interactive uh, bought uh, .emu um 
the the people that made the Streets of Rage 4. So that was interesting uh, thing that I, I briefly saw in the news. Um, I have to verify that. But um, there's still a lot of things that are fun to play. And for me, uh, at this point, it's just enjoying games that just allow you to just chill and just go through the process, right? It doesn't have to be anything super competitive, but if you want to do competitive, you can. But what I will say, since we always say that the show is going to be an hour and it seems like we talk more than we need to, whatever the case is, <laughs> is that um, the the new Xbox controller, because I've always had the the old one for the Xbox One, the new Xbox controller is absolutely fantastic. I'm not saying that because they sent it to me. That's not the point. The point is... The D-pad on the new Xbox controller is um, so well done. I feel like I can use that controller and not necessarily focus on playing with like a super controller, you know, with bells and whistles and stuff like that. The standard controller in terms of the clickability, I don't know if what you call that these days. I'm not trying to use fancy terms here, but it just feels very good in terms of when you're putting the inputs into the game and they feel extremely accurate. And uh, even with the Xbox one, the, the original Xbox one, the menu system, the dashboard uh, was revamped and it's much faster because, you know, I haven't used it in a long time. So just going back and just making some updates in that regard, because I had to play Halo on the Xbox one. Everything seems to be, much more modern and and you know cleaned up you know and faster and and less uh sluggish you know and and the design of the dashboard and things like that so so i'm just happy about that and just uh, enjoying platforms but of course you know we we have we have some things to talk about which i might add we have to add this in here uh, before the wrap up so i'm gonna add it real time we have to talk about the steam deck Looking for the best VPN in the world? Your search is over. From the makers of Proton Mail comes Proton VPN, the best free VPN in the world. Proton VPN is Swiss based, has a no locks policy, offers the highest strength encryption, strong VPN protocols, and all apps are open source and audited. To try Proton VPN for free, visit andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. We have to. We have to talk about that. We can't we can't leave the show without talking about that. So that's all I have. Any thoughts on any of those things? And we'll go to the next thing. You've been playing more than me. <laughs> okay. You, you're gonna be so ashamed of me. Why? Um, I gotta look back and Never. see what games I bought over the last five months. You know, the five months I haven't been playing anything else for myself. Okay. Because <laughs> I know I bought games and I don't remember what they are right now. <laughs> I mean, but that's so but that's sad. but you but I you have them. I do have them. I just gotta go and see what I bought. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, they're they're games that. Um, that released over these last couple months, I I definitely know that um, Ace Attorney is definitely in that list. Pretty sure Little Nightmares Two is in that list. Tribes of Midgard. There, there's a lot. There's, there's 
I know there's a lot. I know there's got to be at least 10. And I, and I don't know what I was thinking when I bought them because like in my mind, I'm going to play that. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to play it. Oh, wait, I don't have time right now. I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's five months right now. But I'm, I, as much as I love, absolutely love my, my best friends, my chosen family, I finally feel like I have a chance to breathe and to catch up on so, so many things. Like right now, like, you know, I still got year that I do. So, yeah, and I'm pretty sure I bought some VR games too because Cooking Simulator came out and I was super excited about that. Ooh, you know what I did not tell you that I bought, which I only just set up last night? What's that? I bought the Elgato face cam. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so I got, I, I, I still need to mess around with it and find that right setting that I'm happy with because, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm creating a schedule for myself that I, I plan on sticking to as best as I possibly humanly can. Okay. So, um, quick, quick impressions though. Quick impressions though. Yeah. So, so I can do a quick impression. This thing is big. <laughs> okay. Like, I know I saw, I saw the pictures of it. Like, I bought it the day they announced. The, the day that they had, Elgato had their whole announcement with everything that they're coming out with. That is one thing I'm like, this is, this is great. I mean, it was $200. I had a, I had a discount code that got, dropped it down to like 170. So I got $30 off. The shipping was incredibly fast. But when I, I got it, I was like, wow, this thing is like three of my Logitech C920s. Um, because it, it's it's pretty hefty, uh, which makes it feel really nice and solid. But coming from the the C920 and looking at it, it's a little bit intimidating. Okay, so it's it's 4K. Like, I feel like 4K up to what? I'm sure it's 4K. 4K up to what? 30 or 60? If you recall, put you on the spot right now. But if um, um, I do not recall instantly okay. right now, let me look this up. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. I think it's. I think I have it currently set at ten eighty sixty frames. Okay, but it does come with the Sony Sarvis CMOS sensors, and just like just straight out of the box, hooking it up, I had I had to sacrifice, and then and I'm probably going to have to do this intermittently. Um. So you do absolutely have to use the USB 3.0. Like it will not recognize that it's connected if you try to attach it to anything else, which makes sense because that's what that's the lowest latency. That's the best that you can have it, you know, have the best look response. Um, I still tried it on my other USB ports, but right now all my USB 3.0 ports are being used for my VR setup. So even if I'm recording video or streaming VR, I don't actually use my primary camera. Yeah. I use, an, uh, I, use a, I think it's a C922, um, which I'm looking to upgrade that too. So it's not that big of a deal. I just have to unplug it, put that port back in for the, for my, um, 
my sensor. But straight out of the box, just looking up and just uh, messing around with the Elgato camera hub. Huge difference in in video quality. It I'm really surprised. Is. Well, I'm surprised it's not 4K. It's 1080 P60, 1080 P30, 720 60, 720 30, and 540 60, 540 30. I'm surprised. I am shocked. I thought oh, it would be. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember looking. I'm looking at the Agato camera hub thing right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. I'm on the website uh, right I now. I think if you want 4K video out of a, out of a webcam, um, going to be a higher price point than two hundred dollars. <laughs> that you might as well get a mirrorless DSLR, which funny enough, like before I made this purchase, before they even made this announcement, I was bouncing between um, a couple Sony cameras still, but they were like in the $800 range for like basic lens camera body just for those two things. It's like the $800 range. Oh, and the, the dummy battery that you need for it. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So when they announced this one, I'm like, "All right, I I can I can I can throw two hundred dollars in there. Check this out because I really liked what they had. It was a impulse purchase because obviously I bought it shortly after they announced it, so it's not like much thought, too much thought went into it, right? But it was something that was I was willing to gamble on. Not and I I really do love Elgato products. Just not all of their products. Um, like I don't care for their capture cards. I'm probably going to be Aver Media till forever. Okay. Um, I love their Stream Deck. Um, their key lights, I think, is a little bit is a bit overpriced. I think the clamp arms that they have are a bit overpriced, but I do love their their uh, their green screen. So the I felt like I can take the gamble on the face cam. So far right now, initial impressions, I really do like it. Um, I still got to mess around with it as far as, you know, using it with XSplit, um, trying it out, tweaking it, especially the way that I like, I want my lighting and, you know, seeing different profiles for the times I want to use a green screen and the times that I don't, because that's a whole different lighting setup right there not necessarily setup but like brightness and levels that we've got to make adjustments for um it has a really really wide view which is like i think um 82 degrees it zooms in really close of, of course with any any camera especially for our webcam when you zoom in you got a lot of noise static in there that's normal that's seen in there but when you're you're zoomed out you got this full screen it's super smooth it looks great it's just like night and day between the c920 which i think is like the basic starter pack of cameras for all content creators and the face cam would i suggest people jump straight to the face cam if they're starting off no because i still think that the c920 offers a lot for the amount that you pay for and it's it's super easy to adjust on that and i've had the c920 for what feels like forever <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's still like a, a, an all-star choice, right? To start out, I don't hear anybody uh, saying anything bad about the C920. It is like a legendary camera at this point. It is. like, And I, I would never, ever suggest anybody spend more than like, I think, $80 for the Logitech of the C920. 
Like the price is really extremely varied, especially if you're buying it from Amazon because the prices go up when their stock is low. And I've seen them for like over $100. No, don't. <laughs> like, I think I bought mine for around $40 and that wasn't even a lightning deal. That was just paying attention to the prices. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely... Um... And the other thing I was thinking about too is as I was saying, the thing about 4K is like not a lot of folks are streaming that anyway, right? So they understand their market and how they're releasing stuff. So um, I think they have, yeah, they do have a 4K camera on the market, but actually, no, that's that's another company. I'm I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking the same companies. At any rate, 1080p is still um the main thing that we see on most of these platforms anyway i'll digress there yeah pretty much especially if you're if you're doing like video gameplay like you i personally don't think you need 4k for like this cropped out video of yourself that doesn't take up the whole screen if you're doing like product reviews unboxings or, you know, your normal YouTube content, videos, and how-tos. I can understand eventually going to 4K and having a crystal clear video for those things. Gaming, not so much. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so I appreciate the um, quick impressions. Uh, I definitely want to hear more about that uh, for sure. Definitely want to hear more about that uh, for sure. Uh, next thing we got is uh, Hideo Kojima says he's worried about the uh, a future without physical media. And uh, I thought this was really interesting to bring this to the table because it's, um, you know, some folks prefer digital media. Some folks prefer physical media. Uh, we're at a point uh, between uh, the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic and maybe going back into some kind of lockdown where there's still a need for both things. Uh, some individuals feel like they're losing a lot of their, um, uh, I guess, uh, custody uh, because they won't have physical media because of the digital um, takeover, if you will, if you want to call it that, but others feel differently. So I'm just going to read this uh, particular uh, quote from Hideo Kojima and we can open up the discussion here. Uh, so it says, eventually... Uh, even digital data will no longer be uh, owned by individuals on their own initiative. Whenever there's a major change or accident in the world, in a country, in a government, in an idea, and a trend, access to it may suddenly be cut off, he added. So he's talking about CDs will be gone soon when I think about it. I will still buy them, uh, even though I have them in bulk. This is uh, Kojima. Thoughts on that? And then we'll we'll chop it up a little bit on this. What do you think? I agree with him there. I mean, having digital media is really great for the ease of use, for space. Um, not, not hard drive space, but physical space. Um, but that's kind of why I stick with, with like having a physical media. And that's why I almost, ex almost exclusively buy physical copies of things. Um, not only do I not want brick and mortar stores to go away, I actually still like them. I mean, it, it, whether the game shop or comic book shop is a mom and pop owned one, um, 
or even a major outlet like GameStop. Uh, I, I don't want them to go away. I still like that experience. I like um, I like that interaction. And at, at my um, my GameStop, I do like the people that I see there. You know, it's it's nice. It's welcoming. And it's just an experience of itself. But I do agree that at some point, I think if something happens, like all of this digital stuff that you have that relies, you know, being confirmed with, you know, whatever service servers to confirm, like you have the license to play this. Where does it go? (laughs) What is going to happen? Right. But I also understand the debate that eventually over time, even physical media, you know, it, it through wear and tear, um, especially when it comes to DVDs, Blu-rays, CDs, uh, you can't keep using them. Unless mm-hmm. you're a Super Nintendo cartridge where you just clean the contacts and you're good. <laughs> but... <sighs> I, I don't I don't want to see a a future that is fully digital. I think that 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 will be my old person thing that will forever be me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Um the quote continues, we will not be able to freely access the movies, books and music that we have loved. Uh, I would be a I would be a have what? That's kind of weird how this is phrased. The translation is kind of weird. Uh that's what I'm afraid of. This is not greed, it says. This was posted on August 5th. Um, but yeah, so the other point that the article makes uh, regards in regards to uh, this stuff is the fact that a lot of the uh, physical media still needs to be somewhat activated by they're not independent in and of themselves. Like when we have to connect, we have to put the disc into the machine or whatever. And then there's still some kind of activation that needs to happen, uh, even with some of the games that we're playing now to access the next things. Right. So it's not fully independent, depending on what you get, especially if you're getting a physical media that needs to be activated in some way, shape or form. I'm calling I'm using the word activation very loosely here. Um, so I just want to, to bring that point up. Um, so, for example, for me, I play uh, Destiny and, you know, games like Warframe and stuff like that, um, all digital. I need to go online. And if there's a major change, then I can't play the game any- anymore, right? If uh, something happens to my digital files and they think that there's an anti-cheating thing or I'm, I'm violating that in some way, shape or form, that's it, Right. And, and I think that there's, there's all these different things that could happen. Um, even if you're the innocent party as you're just trying to access, uh, the files of the game itself. So, uh, it's, it's definitely, um, I don't think the transition is going to happen right away where the physical media is going to automatically disappear. Uh, I think it's going to take some time, especially the world is still, uh, recovering from, uh, the pandemic and what that's going to look like for us wearing masks in the next, you know, two plus years. If if that, I I want to say, and I'm not hundred percent sure about this, um, so somebody can fact check me. But I I feel like the games that require some back end, you know, activation for digital or not digital but physical media, I definitely feel that's more applied for games that are in a multiplayer PvP aspect. Okay. 
rather than, you know, a solo game that's a story. Like, I, I, I feel like that's where, where that is. That even if I don't have internet connection, I have my physical media, that I can still put it in and play it. I won't get, I probably have a bunch of bugs in it because that is just the norm of big day one updates here to patch whatever bugs is left in the game. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I, I see what he's saying and I agree with it because that's how I feel. That's just exactly why I stick with it. I don't necessarily buy Blu-rays and DVDs anymore just because I have streaming services. Um, but that might go away one day. You never know. The internet might crash. And then what happens? The The biggest place that I'll probably lose the most games um, that I actually purchased, um, not just through a subscription service, uh, would probably be Steam. If Steam, for whatever reason, shuts down... Yeah, all my games I bought through there, they're not yeah. DRM free. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's all gone. That's like 400 plus games. Gone. Yeah, that could be that could be a problem. So, I get it, but I still do buy books. I I love that experience still. I love the way that games feel or not games, but books feel in my hand. I love the way they smell. I love turning the page. I love the sound of the paper. All of that. I can't I can't picture it without. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I uh, definitely want to bring that to the table. There's UK stats here. Two thirds of games sold in the UK last year were purchased digitally and increased to 74% over 2019. I just wanted to toss that stat there. Wondering if they have any. I didn't see anything for U.S. stats on this particular uh, page, but I'm definitely curious uh, for that as well. So uh, definitely interesting uh, topic there for that one. Wanted to bring that one to the table for sure. Uh, next thing that we have is uh, I'm not um, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I don't have many thoughts on this. Gearbox canceled Duke Nukem uh, begins. There was a trailer on that. Uh, thoughts on that. And um, we'll go from there. Okay, so like, considering the trailer was from like over a decade ago. Yeah. 13 years ago. Um, visually, it matches. Uh, but it looks like it would have been a really great game. So I'm hoping by, you know, this person putting it out, I think on the uh, great on the YouTube channel, it's Gregor Ponchatz, um, who at that time was the director at Janimation, who, who created that. I hope he does get eyes on it and it gets revived because, you know, if it really isn't third person, first of all, I'm there. Uh, second, it had a, a showcase, you know, co-op for players. I'm like, who doesn't want to experience Duke Nukem with their friends like that? Like, that just sounds awesome. I, I just, it's a bummer. So I, I really do hope that, you know, the excitement's there, that you know, Duke Nukem fans or even possible new fans kind of really hype it up for that consideration for a studio. Yeah. Like, hey, 
we're going to pick this up. We're going to fund this, make it happen. Gaming community has spoken. I'm still holding out that somebody picks up Scalebound. Okay, so I have yeah, to wait 13 years for it. I will. It's interesting, right? So I was uh, looking at this uh, Duke Nukem Begins canceled um, footage, and I wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't really impressed. And I know it's dated, and I'm trying to figure out why I wasn't impressed. Maybe I was expecting something more entertaining. It was very, very just blah to me, you know? And I'd much rather play the original game than than that. It's weird. Like, I wasn't really excited about it while watching the trailer. And really? I, yeah. Yeah, I was like, you know, even with the part where they got to, they showed you can add additional players and stuff and then just kind of go crazy with the monsters and stuff like that. I was just like, all right, cool. You know, but it's me. It's not for me. It, it's uh, that's that's what I've concluded. That experience is not for me. There are certain experiences that um, I'll even watch certain experiences by way of stream stream things, uh, but I wouldn't even watch that if somebody was streaming it. But that's me. That's me. Um, that's that's all I got there. Not not very positive. Uh, I'll play like the first ones. I'll play Doom before I play this. Really? Yeah. Okay. I can understand. Yeah. I'll play Doom before I play this. So so that's all I have there. Uh, Xbox Gamescom Showcase, August 24th. Um, what is this for? Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's all I have there. Are you excited for it? Looking for something, anything, anything in particular? What, what, are your, what are your thoughts right now? Um, I don't know. When it comes to showcases, I'm at this point where I'm just like open to anything, really. Hoping, I, I guess there's I, there's always that hope that something surprises me. Okay. And I try not to like, especially now, because I want to be surprised. And, and, and now, which makes it really hard because, you know, you're on these email lists from for different studios about what's coming up, what they're going to be announcing. Um, they they have all that media emails that go out. And it's great to know what's coming up. But sometimes I also like the surprise of just something unexpected. Okay. And really the last thing, which might have which is still somewhat of a blunder. Um, but really, honestly, the last thing that really caught me off off guard like that really was the announcement of, of Cyberpunk. Yeah. Like you just capture that feeling again of being surprised or even just like bef before before all of this, even just like growing up as a kid, just being surprised by any announcements. So I try so hard not to dive into too deep. But when you, you have a podcast, you kind of need to know what's coming up and what's yeah. happening, <laughs> especially when you want to stay on top of it. Exactly. So weird balance. Weird exactly. Balance I agree. I definitely agree there. So 100% virtual experience. Uh, you can tune in all over the world. Uh, you're going to have um, in-depth updates 
of the studio titles and let me see what it says here and, and including some of the incredible titles coming to xbox's holiday upcoming releases and uh, to our monthly subscription service xbox game pass and much more uh, you can watch the show on youtube twitch facebook gaming uh, twitter and select regional sites like vk.com and russia and billy billy and china uh, so those are some of the things there uh, we plan to offer support uh, for 30 languages along with our English audio descriptions and American Sign Language. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's happening. And this is happening on the uh, 24th. So, so look and for that on the 24th. Go ahead. For, any, for anything that's not new, just something that I'm looking forward to right now, I, I don't, nothing that comes to my mind at the moment. Yeah. Because I'm definitely, I'm definitely a little bit tapped out on games. Because I know if there's something that I'm looking forward to, I'm going to buy it day one. So it's really good right now that nothing's coming to my mind. But I'm pretty sure the stuff that I want, I have it on some wish list or pre-order somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only thing I'm really waiting for right now is Turtles Shredder's Revenge. That's all I want. I want the classic go back, scroll um, side scrolling, beat em up type titles. That's what I'm waiting for. And um, I haven't heard anything uh, being announced yet. I see, you know, I, I believe I did see Focus Interactive partner or purchase dot EMU. So um, so that's that's the thing that um, caught my eye. And yeah, so that's all. That's all I'm really waiting for. But aside, aside from that, additional Xbox news: Xbox Cloud Gaming is now available on PC via the Xbox app. Any thoughts on that? I haven't tried it yet. Okay. All right. Focus Interactive. Dot. I, okay. I like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got to fill me in on this whole that cloud crazy. gaming thing. So. Go ahead. Never mind. It just clicked in my head. I got it. I got it. Never mind. Okay, cool. I'm not gonna ask that question and put myself on blast there. No, it's all good. Um, it's all no, good. I have I haven't tried it yet. Um, I want to see what the difference is, especially for the games, because I I have the um the Game Pass Ultimate um for myself. So to see, uh, I guess, low times experience the difference between me installing it on my computer and then how they're gonna have this cloud. That that would be the real the real test there how that goes hopefully i have my internet is good enough i haven't tried it on my mobile device i need to upgrade my phone yeah not that my my nine plus is bad but definitely showing his age and being a bit sluggish here so so this is a big deal attachments i wasn't imagining this I i wasn't imagining the focus home interactive thing okay so this was five days ago one of the biggest indie studios for throwback retro style games as part of the deal focus home will get a 77.5 percent controlling share of dot emu for 38.5 million euros okay so i wasn't uh, i wasn't imagining this <laughs> Yeah, that's just a couple of just a couple of change. The arrival of .emu marks a key step in the acceleration of the group's growth and in the diversification of its expertise. 
by enriching our tutorial. Okay. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of talk. Um, so, um, yeah, so that did happen. That is a big deal. Um, wanted to throw that in our news and our news keeps getting longer and longer by the minute. So let's, <laughs> let's toss this, let's toss this in here somewhere. So focus home interactive and interactive X dot E M U. Okay. So that in there. So um, Microsoft is currently testing a night mode feature for Xbox, which will dim your screen, disable HDR and let you filter out blue light. Any thoughts on that? Daniela? Um, I'm, I guess I'm just going to have to try it out on my boyfriend's Xbox. I don't personally have one. My PC is my Xbox. That's okay. how great the, the game pass is. Um, not that I would pass up if the opportunity arose for me to pick up um, my own. So that's a good thing, I guess, for <laughs> night mode features. Okay. <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> okay. All right. That's all good. All right. We'll go. We'll go to the next one. We got a few more, and then we'll wrap. Um, we're, we're, we're we feel a little rusty. We're getting back in the groove here. So so Rift Tour featuring Ariana Ariana Grande. Um, did you watch? I didn't go to it then and there. I didn't jump into game or anything, but yes, I did watch. Okay. And the one thing that even though I've, I've, I've broken, I've been Battle Royale, specifically Fortnite free for like two years. And I'm proud of myself for that. Um, they, the one thing that they do just amazing is the different events that they have. Right. Like agreed. It's it's crazy and it's such an experience to to jump into and to be there. I mean, it they're shortish, but it's like this whole event and it's just like it's artwork. It's just it's it's exactly that. It is just art. It is interactive it is. art that you get you get to play in. Um, then the last one I got to do was for Marshmallow, and that was crazy. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so the videos that you can watch, yeah, it's great, but it's nothing like if you if you can just go and experience it yourself. I think the only thing that could elevate it to a whole other level is if I could actually like experience it in VR at the same time. <laughs> I think that would be absolutely mind blowing. And and Fortnite just does such an amazing job putting on these events. They they really they really do. So I think I think I'm going to admit this. I am a really really big Ariana Grande fan. I I don't I don't know when that happened, but I I think I'm going to start admitting that because one thing I noticed is like when it comes to pure vocals Pure talent vocals, no special effects on top of the vocals um, in a concert a setting. There is barely anybody that can compete with Ariana Grande. Managing your income stream should not be a hassle. That's why I use Catch Financial as an independent Catch allows you to manage your income streams on autopilot, prepare your taxes, and more. 
To get set up on Catch, visit andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. And I, and you know, I could be challenged on that. There's practically nobody that can compete with her with vocals. That's how good she is. So, so I'm trying to figure out like why it seems like she's underrated in that regard, but um, there's almost no competition for, uh, for pure vocals. So if like, like, go ahead. That's not fighting words for me, but I feel somebody that's listening and probably is some fighting words for that's, them. That's fine. But if the, if the sounds went off, if like the thing that happened to Mariah Carey, when all the sounds kind of like started messing up and stuff like that. And at some, at some point in your career, and I'm going to navigate this like a little slow here. Cause you know, I know that I could already feel people getting offended. All right. At some point in your career, you get to a point where everybody knows that your vocals are amazing and you may not necessarily have to try that hard anymore because you've arrived, right? Mm -hmm. So there's been situations with um, mega stars where things have happened to the sound system and they've had, whether they were prepared or not for that day, they had to figure it out and it didn't go quite as well as they thought it would have right for ariana grande i don't think she can ever have that problem because she doesn't need it and even at the stage of her game right now she's still performing as if she's not on top you see what i'm saying so there's a difference when somebody arrives and they just kind of like coast and there's some, whereas the other part where somebody is still climbing, even though they know that they've reached a peak where they don't have to climb anymore. That's what I see. So I'm going to land there. I really enjoyed the, the riff tour featuring Ariana Grande. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Shouldn't be ashamed to admit that you're a fan. I'm a I, fan. I can't say there's specifically one musical artist that I think is absolutely stunning. I know I, there's a lot that I'm a fan of, but to have one that is like the end all be all that I think is just amazing regardless, I, I can't say. There's not a lot of them. I mean, I can be biased and say it's my cousin, but... I mean, you can, sure. <laughs> But there's not a lot of them. You know, it's it's like, you know, pure talent, like her documentaries on Netflix. So, I mean, I think that's there's a start there. If it's I think it should still be there. But um, but yeah, pure talent doesn't need anything other than her own instrument, which is a voice, which is rare these days with everybody putting special effects on top of their stuff. So, but yeah, that was really dope to watch. Um, I was I was trying to figure out like why I wanted to watch it. I guess I wanted to experience what people somewhat experience when they're actually playing the experience. Right. Cause that's different. Right. But watching yeah. the video uh, from start to finish was really great where you are part of that experience. It's, it's designed in such a way where even though you're not um, at a concert, but you are participating in the experience of that concert experience within the game which is amazing you know i i've i've never seen anything like that 
for Fortnite. That was my first one. I know they've done previous ones, but I think that was really dope. And uh, I'll probably watch some other ones if I like the artist. So we'll see. I I gotta say though, um, I think it's I think it's still available. Um, but if you can, if you just install Fortnite just to do that, you you gotta jump in and you gotta experience it like one hundred percent at least. At least try it out. There's, try there's try what out like exactly? It. Just the the concert, the just jump in and just experience it. Okay, so they they have it right now that you can jump in. Is it still available? Or I thought it was like a time um, thing. I think it might be a time. Well, let me go and double check about that. Yeah. Uh, because I know I know over the past there are certain things like you had to be there. Um, but then they started kind of changing it so that it happened a couple different times. Right. Um, for people to show up and oh, stuff like go. that. Yeah. If it's a time, exclusive stuff, but it was really, it was really dope. So I, my thing is I watched a video and I was just like, this is, this is pretty dope. I really enjoyed that. And they picked some good tracks also, you know, some of the, uh, the singles that, that are doing really well. So. But yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited for um for the Streets of Rage um team, but I really want Turtles right now. That's that's what's up. That's where I'm at. So yeah, let me know if it's a time exclusive. Um, I have to check how much space I have on my hard drive and where I would put it. Install Fortnite no, again. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. You can you can do the the post show quest, but I don't think you can. Okay, it's all good. But yeah, I watched it. I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to uh, future versions of those things um, inside of Fortnite. Um, so yeah, so The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf uh, trailer. What did you think about that? Um, it's on my list, and I'm waiting for it to come out. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, where I'm at with that. It looks really good. I'm surprised. One thing that I happen to somehow find time to do is watch shows, which is really bizarre. But but then again, I'm watching shows as I'm working. I'm watching shows as I'm doing stuff and trying to complete stuff. Um, And I'm on a I'm still on an anime binge. So. I I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not pleasantly surprised that I am like a, a huge no everything super fan of witcher itself i appreciate it um i i don't know the games like that but like the the live action tv show um tv series i really enjoy that i i love the 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 world it puts you in so having a, an anime and with its own story and going out of that i i think it's fantastic yeah i um I'm I'm surprised that um so right now what's what's happening for me I'm I'm really taking the time to uh take some notes of the things I want to catch up on. I definitely want to see Suicide Squad, I definitely want to see Fast and Furious 9. I definitely want to check out this Witcher thing, but that's not until what September, right? Or yeah. Yeah, it's later. Something like that. Right? And then I really want to catch up on these shows and some documentaries that I've been putting off um make time to catch up but the witcher nightmare of the wolf i'm really excited about uh surprisingly um i was like okay cool cool i see what they're doing here and it looks like it's going to be a fantastic uh series for sure so uh, i'm down i'm down with that 
Don't even get me started on the movies. There's a whole bunch of movies I want to watch. I haven't, I haven't watched. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. I, I talked about it a lot on Twitter, but I have not watched um, Black Widow yet. Uh, although what? I'm still super proud of it. I'm still super, super proud of it, and and my cousin because if if you watch the movie and the opening scene, you have a cover of of. Smells like Teen Spirit. That is my cousin. And I am glad that she's getting so much recognition that she deserves because she's an incredibly hard worker. I, I absolutely love her voice. I love the dark mood that she she puts on, on things. Um, it's her own specific, you know, style that she she's worked on. What's the I Spotify mean, link or something like that? Can can you share with me and then I'll add it to the notes? Yeah. Um, she, she's done some songs for like TV shows, but nothing on like such a huge scale as a Marvel movie. So I'm, I'm glad that she's finally getting that, that love, that appreciation, that spotlight for it. Um, and I, I tell her that the first thing is like, I messaged her, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy. Oh, I will be, oh, I'm like just her biggest fan. But, um. Yeah, so I want to watch Black Widow. I want to. I want to watch Suicide Squad. I want to watch Jungle Cruise. Fast is not on my my list. I'm so sorry. You're not sorry. <laughs> You're not sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I added the entry to the notes. So just just link that, and then we'll have it there, and I'll check it out as well. But uh, yeah, there's there's some stuff. Uh, on there and of course um, I, I'm talking about my cousin like you guys know what her name is um, it's Malia J <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is I'm sorry I thought you write that I'm like I realized I didn't even say her name Malia J uh, she did um, Smells Like Teen Spirit so that is her singing that is her cover so stoked on her for that awesome but so yeah have... like Go ahead. Go ahead. I got. I got to ask you about movies, though. Here, so there's a few movies that are coming out that aren't coming to streaming services, like on the release. They're going to be strictly in the movie theaters. Like Free Guy is one of them. Um, Respect, I believe, is also one of them. Um, yes. Yeah, send me the. Send me the 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 thing so I can check out the trailers. You said Respect is one. What was the first one? Free Guy. That's the one with uh, Ryan Oh, Free Reynolds. Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably check yeah, that out. Yeah, and he plays the, the NPC. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all strictly um, released to only theater. It's not going to be in a streaming service. And I'm like, really? Even, even in our state of things, these cases are going up. Yeah. I understand that a lot of places are opening up, but I understand that nobody wants to be going back into lockdown. Well, yeah, like that option. That option is huge. Yeah, but you see, AMC is adding like Bitcoin for payments, so the world, the world is still alive and well, and people are still going to be able to do whatever. So it's not closing all the way. I think people are still going to try to be out and about. I, I just, I first of all, I lost my movie theater because of COVID, so I don't have one. So there's no real way for me to be able to watch these movies. 
Mm. But Respect is the it's the movie about Aretha Franklin. I want to watch oh, that one. Oh, R E S P E C T. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That that that's a good watch. I need I need to see that. It's an absolutely. just just on the name alone. I need to see it. So I'm I'm like I'm I'm pretty bummed about that. Um, Shang Chi. That's that's not going to be on on Disney. I get my Asian superhero, but I I can't watch them on Disney. Candyman, Candyman, I think is also not that it's a horror movie. So I know that you're not you're not too concerned about. You already that know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> I want to watch it, and 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 as far as I can, I I saw that's not going to be on any streaming services. Okay. But yeah, um, I think for Disney Plus, I think Jungle Cruise was the last one that's going to be on there. Okay. At least as far as I know for right now. <sighs> Suicide Squad is at least going to be on um on HBO, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Suicide Squad. A little bit bummed. I I want that option. I don't care. I I I honestly and th- this is from even from like Mulan, which I don't mind paying the $30. Yeah, I can understand people's arguments. I'm paying for this streaming service. Why do I got to pay for this movie? Well, it's it's no different for me. I see it as it's no different from paying to go see see it in theaters. Except that I can pay $30 and watch it with like 10 people in my room or my living right. room. We all save money. It's okay. Pay $3 each person. If that, if you really want to split it, not that big of a deal. I have no to- problem saving money. <laughs> yep. Oh, and you're and you're still you're still getting my money for me to watch it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, there's there's that. I mean, like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they should give that as an option? Are you going to your theater anytime soon to watch any movies? I'm not going to my theater to watch any movies anytime soon. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I that sounded like f- uh, finite, but as I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't mind if everybody's like six feet away from each other. The theater experience is not bad. What did I just watch recently at the theater? Um, Jason Statham's recent movie. Um, I saw that at the theaters and it was just us, you know, all masks. Um, it was a men's group uh, outing. You know, we were, you know, distance, you know, social distance and all that stuff. We watched it. The theater was rented out for just us. So that kind of helped. Right. So there's ways to go around it. But um, but I don't have to go to the theaters. You know, at some point, those things will make it to the digital platform anyway. You know, if we're waiting, if we're willing to wait for those experiences, I don't think that's such a bad, bad deal. Right. Um, And. There's let me let me digress, but um, I don't I'm not in a rush, but yet. um, There's there's ways to watch those experiences if you wait, right? Because they're going to end up on a digital service at some point. And that's where streaming services have spoiled people like myself because you're so right. used to now this on-demand, here it is. Yes. It's a beautiful life. Now I don't have it. Now you're going to tell me I have to wait? I don't I don't even remember how long I have to wait for things to come to, to streaming services. Well, I mean... 
Look, Even if it's a month, that's too yeah, long. Look at the bright side. <laughs> You're still waiting to play some games now, right? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So it's by the time you turn around, the move would be on digital platforms that you could access. Yeah, but then you have to avoid any spoilers and people ruining it and people wanting to talk about it. And that's fine. We could do that. We could do I don't, that. I don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> there's people, there, I don't want people talking about it. I'd like, you know, many different things I have to mute out on social media so that I don't get spoiled. It's a yeah. long list. It is a long list. It is a long list. There's a movie series called Why. Um, all the dudes die except one. And then all the ladies have to figure out how to save the world. Did you see that? Oh, why the last man? And I'm based off the comic book. Yes, I'm excited. I'm I'm so excited when they announced that they were going to be making this as live action. Like I, I don't know, know how many years ago. I didn't even know it was a comic I was book. Stoked. And it's so soon. It is like right there. Yeah. So that looks right good. There. And then the new Venom, Carnage, right? That's that looks good. That that looks fantastic. I, I, I yeah, it doesn't look bad. I, I guess I'm it's just I'm just just for so sheer entertainment bad. that we're getting some of the biggest comic book things on the big screen. That's all I see. I know people are like story are connection to this that I don't care. I don't care. I'm getting Venom and Carnage on the screen at the same time. And it looks like they looked on the comics. I'm okay. I don't need anything else besides that. Yeah, decent story, you know, some last year and there, entertainment, cool. But I think the fact that we're getting such big uh, characters and, you know, I didn't even know why was a, a, you know, comic book thing. That's, that's pretty dope to know that. I think that's dope. I just want the entertainment or the option to watch it. That's it. Well, if you ever get to read the comic, Why the Last Man is a really great one really good so i'm really really hoping that the live action adaptation to it is i'm trying to maintain realistic expectations but i'm right. so excited no it looks it looks good i'm i'm new to it but it looks fantastic i'm just i'm glad that it's here finally that's all that's all no, it looks it looks amazing. So I'm glad I'm glad that we're able to get dope things like that and um and enjoy them for sure. Uh, last but not least, and then we'll begin wrapping up. Steam Deck, Daniela, thoughts on that? I debated. There's a brief moment where I debated if I was going to get it, but the pre-order was only five dollars. Yeah, I don't. Have and a I got time. You got time. Uh, you got plenty of time. Uh, I, I got plenty of time. I got till estimated quarter two of next year. Yeah. But I did pre-order the bigger version. <laughs> so you're ordering the 512 gigabyte version? That's the one? Yep. Okay. That's the one. Fastest storage, um, premium anti-glare etched glass, exclusive carrying case, exclusive Steam community profile bundle, exclusive virtual keyboard theme you know what i'm excited for this but i don't even have money on it i'm excited for this because this is probably the first handheld that meets every need on paper and it syncs all the things that i play now 
on Steam. So if you love Steam, this is this is like a godsend for you. Thoughts? Is it? Is it really? I think so. I think I... so. What's what's not on Steam right now? Uh, aside from the things that aren't on Steam, what isn't on Steam right now? I know that's a broad question. Everything is on Steam for the most part. And if it's not on Steam, it's going to be on Steam. Everything from the new uh, eFootball by Konami to the games PlayStation is, is putting on, on the platform to um, I'm sure Back for Blood is going to be on there. You name it. Halo is going to be on there. You're going to have it at your, finger, at your fingertips on this platform. You know, Q second quarter 2022. I mean, the lowest, the lowest. Um, um, and that's, that's go ahead. what really is the saving grace about it. Which is what? Because, okay, so if it was only Steam and Steam only, yeah, there's a lot of things that you can get on Steam. Like the library on there is insane. Right. What really, really kind of sold me on this is that it is a PC. It is a handheld PC. And they already tell you that you can install third-party software and operating systems on it. Exactly. So the modding that's going to be coming with it, the options that are available Ooh, to you. The emulators. Huge. Ooh, it, it grows baby. exponentially. Now, here's the other thing, too. If it's not on Steam, and if you have PlayStation, you have PlayStation subscription, or even like PS Now, or the Xbox Game Pass. You can then install that on there. And then you got the Xbox Cloud in your hand. That's what I'm saying. Right there. So that was a huge selling point for me. The fact that they're leaving it open for for users to have that option to do that with it. Done. I can't, what? Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm pulling a Daniela right now. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on. It was only a $5 reservation oh that I can change gosh. my mind later. I'm pulling a Daniela right now. I can't believe I'm doing this. Wait a second. Anything else you so, want to see? Anything else you want to share? That, that, that was that was a huge thing when when that was that was open knowledge, free knowledge to know that you can do this with the Steam Deck. Sold. I'm there. Obviously, oh, I had to get man. the 512 gigs I can't, because I can't believe I'm doing this. Why wouldn't I? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's yeah, it's six hundred and forty-nine dollars. You're bad. It's going to be with you. Nostalgia factor, and I know I, I I I tweeted about this. I put that out there. It it really reminds me of my Sega Game Gear. That thing was a brick and a half. With the same battery life on six AA batteries. <laughs> and um, my Sega Game Gear went through. It was a battery eater. Oh, like man. Nobody's business. It still is a See, battery eater. You made me do and it. This, this, I did uh, it. The Steam Deck has such a wide range for battery life of two to eight hours. Like, yeesh. But then I just, I I just think, did it. Like, how, many, how, how much do I spend as a handheld if I'm just going out with my switch 
I don't think I spend more than two hours on my my switch at at any same single point without you know taking a break and just charging it just because I I don't even exactly know what the battery life on my switch is, but um, you know I guess two to eight hours isn't so bad. I'm sure that has to do with how graphic and intensive the game that you're playing with. I would assume if you're playing games like Cyberpunk. 30 minute battery life. Yeah, this is um so I, I did what you did when you were ordering your PlayStation. I just I just pre-ordered this thing. You you sold me. You sold me. As I as I was talking about it with you, I'm like, okay, I must I just let me just do it. Yep. There you go. It's only five dollars. You got time to think about it. You can cancel it. I got time to think about it for sure. But uh, it looks 50 bucks a month. (laughs) Yeah, it looks amazing. For the next year. For the next year. Exactly. It looks it looks amazing, though. But yeah, Steam Deck uh, handheld gaming computer developed by Valve Corporation. uh, That's expected to be released December of 2021. Shipping stuff uh, by Q 2022. And and yeah, I think that's our show. Any final thoughts before we wrap? question that's not asked too often to people. Andrew, how are you feeling? I am feeling uh, better that I've recorded a podcast, but prior to that, I was feeling drained. I'm honest. Um, It's been a very interesting last three to four weeks with life stuff, but um, there's just something about recording the podcast or uh, just just makes just i just get awake afterwards and i have to find a place to put all this energy um so now i'm feeling better than i was before we started um and i think it's because i I love i love podcasting and i love talking to you so um i'm feeling good right now that's good that's good i'm glad because I, I feel that same way, too. It's like there's just this whole reinvigoration, a second wind. I'm glad we got to do this today. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, me too. For sure. This is this is good. Too long. Too long of a gap. But um, but this was definitely needed today. I needed this uh, for sure. So um, I don't want to mention a couple of things before we wrap. Um, as I mentioned to you, Daniela, a couple of weeks ago, I've been really heavy into uh, cryptocurrency and that space and investing and all that stuff. So I actually have a gift for you guys. If you guys are looking for a curated resource for cryptocurrency, I have it in the discord. You can find that at andrew-lines.com. That will link you directly to discord. And there's a section in the discord called crypto journal. So I'll repeat that again. If you head over to andrew-alliance.com, that'll put you in the discord. And there's a section called Crypto Journal, and it's pretty much my journey of accumulating all these resources from financial literacy, cryptocurrency, all the way to mining crypto, um, and a nice resource. And that is in the Discord. Um, also, want to mention uh, definitely make sure you follow Daniela. Uh, she has an announcement coming up. I'm not sure when she's going to do it, but it's exciting. I'm excited for her, and definitely congratulations on that. You can follow her at Miss DJM. And um, 
just um yeah i'm excited for her um super super dope stuff so congrats on on that i can't i can't talk about it but i'm kind of talking about it but i'm not really saying anything but just uh support her and um you know wish her congratulations once she announces uh her announcement danielle you have any final thoughts Jeez, just that teaser right there no pressure or anything (laughs) no pressure no i'm good and i see you've been busy on clubhouse too yeah, I have been. I, definitely... I, I see those. I see those notifications. Yeah, come through. I'll ping you sometimes. You want to get pinged? No, it already pings me when you're and you're in there. You're listening or you're talking. I see yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I like it. It's a dope world. Uh, definitely meet some cool people. Uh, building a dope community. I have a, a crew, and uh, we call. Well, uh, no, I can't say what we are called. It's it's still under wraps. It's still under wraps because uh, we're we have uh, secret meetings and and stuff like that. But no, we don't. No, I'm just kidding, or or am I? <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it's fun meeting some some dope folks over there and been having a good time on the platform. It's a dope platform if you use it um for good intentions and um yeah, for sure it's good. Yeah, but uh, thank you guys for listening to us and checking in on us. And we're going to be back in the swing of this. So thanks for listening for episode 590. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 